Hello there, everybody. Welcome, Welcome to Jewish. To Jewish. Season 2? Jewish oh. folks, and it's March 18th, 2021, and that means it's Thursday, and you know what that means on Thursdays, as you guys know and are coming to resent. Just as you did when we were doing this on Sundays, and now that we're doing it on other days too, like yesterday, we're also leaving things up to fortuitousness, which we're doing a lot more. And we used to refer to it as serendipity when it was on Sundays, but now we're referring to it as fortuitousness because it's Thursday. We're all about alliteration, even if we aren't that good at it. Co-host? Yes, we're, we're joined by... Um we join. Oh no, we play the music. Yeah, I don't do and we're joined by a wonderful, uh, fantastic Star Trek correspondent, known to all of you, known to all as Estelle Messi. How are you, Estelle? Hello. I am doing all right, surprisingly. I don't feel that tired for four hours of sleep. Estelle did not sleep very much at all last night. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm really I, sorry to hear I that. I did not, but I feel great. <laughs> all right, well, don't do it again. Don't don't uh, try your, your luck. We here on Jewish do not I, condone we're not very, sleeping. We're very pro-sleep we're pro-sleep. here. We, uh, we believe that sleep is... I am, I am pro-sleep too. I'll no, you're not. I promise that I will get it all the time. <laughs> well... We uh, will we'll continue on, and maybe that'll put you to sleep. Sleep is the respite of the masses. Well, you know, I have a question. What? So, you know, you know, I just realized I don't have any name to refer to you to distinguish one from the other. Co-host number one. I have something. And co-host number two. How am I supposed to remember which one's number one and which one's number two? I'm number one. Yeah. You're, you're mm, dear. I want to call you Junior. Ooh. Ooh, I like it. Okay, go with that. From, from henceforth, if I'm talking to you, young man, I will call you junior. Yeah, but don't call me senior. <laughs> Please. All right. Hey, you. There we go. That's I answer to that. So it's time again for What Do You Think? Each week we play a brand new release, a recent live performance that neither of us have heard, and we see what we think, and, and none of you ever write to us about it. Today we turn to a band from Paris, France, called La Femme, which means the thumb in French. Their new song, just released yesterday, is called Le Saint de Mon Prochain, which means the Saint de Mon Prochain, or the blood of my neighbor. See what you think. It's actually playing, but you can't really tell. Sort of they do build it up. differently in French, apparently. Tu viens de loin, tu m'as cherché quelque part et tu t'es égaré. Puis tu as croisé mon chemin et tu te demandes que va-t-il t'arriver maintenant? Je suis, je sens. 
the album, that's the, the, kitch the kitchen oh boy. noise. So what did you think? Je pense, no, je suis pense. Yeah. Que c'était je ne sais quoi. Really? It had a lot of je ne sais quoi to it? I kind of liked it. I liked the beat of it. The video is very apocalyptic for those of you. And I want to, I do want to give a shout out to the my, my source for this song and for a lot of the uh, what do you think uh, music. It's a website called brooklynvegan.com, which doesn't seem to have anything to do with veganism, but has a lot of um, New York and other um, music and entertainment news. And... Uh, they were the source for finding Le Saint de Mont Prochain. Could you make any of that out, uh, Estelle? Estelle peut parler en français. Oui. No, not anymore, sir. I can't. Really? You've I've lost your français? Lines. I cannot go back. Tu as perdu votre ton français? Parce que maintenant elle parle en espagnol. Oh, oui. Elle parle le... I don't know how you speak. Really? Spanish. Is that how you say Spanish? Yeah, okay. So what's our Klingon word, uh, speaking of foreign languages? So our Klingon word of the day is... Actually, I was very surprised when I saw this word. I didn't think it was a word that Klingons would have, given the fact that the Klingon language lacks a word for hello. But they do, have, they do in fact, 
have a word that means thank you. Oh, what is and, that? Kalistos? That Merci? I can't I can't promise you that the pronunciation of this is exactly accurate. Okay. But I believe it would probably be something similar to Cadio. Well, that sounds a lot like gift in French, cadeau. How do you, how do you spell that? Cadio. Everything lowercase. Yes. K apostrophe A D I O. Cadio. Cadio. Well, that it sounds a little bit like gift. It also sounds vaguely like God, you know, like Deo or Dei. So I, I think uh, that's very appropriate for thank you. We're very glad to uh, have that word. And do you have some uh, some Star Trek trivia? I do. But I also, before I forget, wanted to mention that this Brooklyn vegan music business, I mean, music is vegan, is it not? Yeah, but Bro- Brooklyn Vegan's ad, the top ad is for Cracker Barrel Cheese Cubes, which are not vegan. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I don't know why they're called Brooklyn Vegan, but they have a lot of new music. They, you think, yeah. You think I should get a bonsai? A bonsai tree? Yeah. No, you wouldn't take care of it. Yeah, I would. It'd, it'd be dead in a day. Two. Yeah. You could live up in the tower. We'd get plenty of sunshine up there. With Philip. Yeah. Yeah. The remaining Phillips the remaining. that are not dead. Yes. So what is, what is your Star Trek trivia for today? All right. Well, you know, most the majority of my Star Trek trivia facts do have to do with uh, behind the scenes of Star Trek Voyager because I am listening to uh, the Delta Flyers podcast. So that's where I get all my insider information. <laughs> um, and so... One little story uh, is, if you remember, the season two finale of Star Trek Voyager, um, and also it was a two-parter cliffhanger, so it was the season finale, and then the part two was, like, the beginning of season three, the opening episode of season three, where the Kazon take Voyager, and they maroon the crew on this random planet. and in order to film, they filmed on location for this planet that the crews abandoned that. They went to Lone Pine, California, um, which is a little census-designated place. And Garrett Wong says that when the crew were getting ready you know, to travel to Lone Pine to film um, on location, the, the management... Um, sent some messages to the cast and specifically he remembers to him and um, Tim Russ who played Tuvok and Robert Beltran who played Chakotay saying that this town Lopine is very small and a little bit dangerous. They basically implied that people here are very racist and you should not go out alone at night in this town um and (laughs) and so the three of them were at a little hotel like with um some of the crew members like playing games but they had to catch a bus to get to this other part of town and the last bus of the night was the time was approaching and tim russ was winning at poker like a lot and 
get along. Like, we need to go, we need to go, we need to, you know, catch a bus because otherwise we have to walk all the way to get to the next place that we need to go to at night and I don't want to do that here. And, uh, and people are just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, we'll, we'll definitely, we'll, we'll catch the bus. They did not catch the bus. Mm. Um, and so then Kim Russ and Garrett Wong and Jennifer Lean, who played Kess, um, had to walk back along the road at night, um, like at 1130 at night, to get to uh, back to their hotel, where like the main cast were staying. And as they were walking along, um, this truck pulled up in the dark, like just headlights beaming right at them, and it stopped. And they're just looking at this truck, and, and then it finally, after a few minutes, moves on. Um, but Garrett Wanger said that he thought that they were definitely going to die, and Jennifer Lean was like going to be kidnapped um, at that moment because of that message that they were sent about lone time being dangerous yes. at night. Um, he said to on the podcast, he said, he's like, I know what they saw. It's like they saw, you know, like a black man in an Asian room with a little white girl, and I was like, not ready. Yes. I was so afraid they were going to get out of the truck and like start interrogating us or something. Um, but it was very, and you know, like it is scary, you know, but that is an interesting little, um, misadventure that happened to some of the cast while filming. Well, and while, while filming an episode about being marooned, they were marooned themselves. So that they really got into character there. They were marooned because Tim Russ wanted to exchange all the quarters that he won playing poker. That... (laughs) Yeah. And he had so many, it took so long. That was the reason. Yes, you got to hate when that happens. Okay. On this week's edition of Food or Not Food, I'm going to ask the two of you about some edible items that are sold for other purposes. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Delacreecandy.com sells edible toys. For instance, they've got beach party gum, which they call, quote, a delicious sugar mix with sand texture, which you can build sand castles with. Once you place it in your mouth, it becomes bubble gum. Also inside the package, you can find a tool to make castles. It also has an illustrated placemat, end quote. It comes in cherry and blueberry. Food or not food? Dangerous. Dangerous, but we Unethical. talked about we had dangerous foods last Unethical. week. Unethical, immoral. I would say that's not food because it sounds to me like a bag of sugar, like moldable sugar or something, but just some extras added in. And if I told you that all I'd eaten today was a bag of sugar, would you tell me that I'd had proper food that day? No, I would tell you that you had eaten the same stuff that Junior had today. (laughs) What did I do? (laughs) You weren't. You have to listen to the podcast to find out. They also sell candy dough, Did you hear what which I they ate? call, quote, unique edible clay. Did you hear what milkshake what? I had last night? No. A Smarties and drop a cake milkshake. How did you have that? Chocolate and orange. Smarties Where did you find the Jaffa cake? Chocolate and orange. Oh, you mi- just mixed in some chocolate and yeah, orange? I see. Like All right. Jaffa cake. So the same company that makes the Beach Party gum sells candy dough, which they call, quote, unique edible clay, end quote. This is, quote, delicious, sweet clay bars with which you can mold fun figures that you can eat, end quote. 
You get five sticks in a package. Strawberry, blueberry, green, apple, vanilla, and mango. Food or not food? I'll get the mango one right now. Order some of the mango for me to try. We can do a live demonstration on the podcast. In fact, get two packs of the mango. That is in. And I'll bring some to Estelle next time I see her, and we can try it out live on the air. What do you think, Estelle? I don't understand why you would, as a marketing choice, choose to use the word clay or Play-Doh. I feel like that's very off-putting. But maybe maybe that's part of the weird appeal of it. It's like, oh, it's weird, it's clay, but you can eat it. Maybe there are people who always wanted to eat clay and Play-Doh. Well, this is these are are children. These are children's toys, so the idea is that uh, Jimmy makes a little clay dog and then eats it. That poor dog. (laughs) Um, I wouldn't say it's food. I would rather just have, like, some edible cookie dough, you know, just, like, some cookie dough without eggs in it. Like, okay, it'd basically be the same. You can mold cookie dough into fun shapes and eat them. All right. A website that is called thisiswhyimbroke.com sells gifts for, quote, your favorite sweet tooth tandy man, end quote. These are edible chocolate tools, handmade to resemble rusty tools made from, quote, premium ingredients like cocoa liquor, cocoa butter, and cocoa powder, end quote. Food or not food? I'll take it. You'll take it, but is it food or not food? I think this... I think we should order these, and I'll bring half of it to Estelle, and we should test. I think that's the only real way okay. to know. This next one you can't order. Last November, famous race car driver Michael Andretti set a speed record of just over 17 miles per hour. That doesn't seem very fast, but it was, in fact, the fastest speed ever achieved by an edible car. It was built by chef Mike Elder, from 139 vanilla sheet cakes with buttercream frosting. It set not only the speed record for edible cars, but also the record for the longest distance ever traveled by an edible car. It was fully covered in satin ice fondant with edible images and fondant details. It took over 400 hours of human labor to build, and it was fully consumed after setting the record. Food or not food? If they consumed it, they deserve to call it a food. Yes? What do you think, Estelle? Edible car, food or not food? I'm sorry. I'm just trying to understand the mechanics of this. So it is basically a fondant-covered cheesecake? Is that what I'm... Yeah, I don't. Yeah, ninety percent of the car was edible. The the ten percent. What was going on? (laughs) Ninety. Everybody, all right there? I don't know. I'm gonna go investigate. Okay, ninety percent of the car was made of edible items. I guess the ten percent that wasn't were locomotive, was what moved it along. Yeah, I I suppose. I mean. I guess cheesecake is it's food. She, it's I sheet cake. Sheet cake. S H E E T. Oh, sheet cake. That makes more sense. I was so confused by the cheesecake thing. Yeah. I was like, that's no, really not cake. the proper texture for a car. Yeah, no, sheet cake. No matter cake. how much fondant you cover it in. Okay. 
Here comes the last one. Amai, a company in Carlsbad, California, is seeking to eliminate the garbage produced by beverage and food containers, so they're selling edible cups made from oat brand and 100% all-natural ingredients. Such a cup can hold a beverage for up to 12 hours unless you make the mistake of Megan Woolsey, the reviewer from OceanJunkies.com, who said, quote, because I was so anxious to sink my teeth into the edible cup, I did so without considering that a best practice would be to eat the cup after the liquid is gone or spillage will ensue, end quote. Food or not food? Can we get these? It's made out of oat brand? Yeah, mostly oat brand. Can we get these? can get some of them. You can't get the car. They ate the car. I think we should get all these. Really? You want to check them out? Try them out? Okay. Yeah, I think we should have a set of weeks. Let's try them out one by one, you know? Okay. Let's start with the cookie dough. Orders, order some mango and some something else. All right. I don't know that all of these are, in fact, available, but I will try. All right. Okay, so I believe We're that is Jewish. We're going to single-handedly save these companies from bankruptcy. Yeah. We're going to do it. That's part of why I'm not sure I can get them all. It's hard for me to imagine that even if these companies existed yesterday, they still do today, but we'll see. All right, that is Jewishish for uh, March the 18th, the day after St. Patrick's Day. Hey, uh, Estelle, do you want to join our NCAA basketball pool? I don't understand those words. Okay, is that a, is that a pass? Is that a hard pass then? You know, I just, I don't understand sports. I still to this day don't know what March Madness actually is. Um, And I feel like at this point I must continue living in ignorance about it because I'm not in Yeah, but you can still do the bracket and live in ignorance because I'm doing it. I think you should do it just so you can prove that you'll still do better than I. I don't understand the concept of brackets either. There's a tournament and you predict who's going to win it. Oh man, you ruined my ignorance!